an airline pilot mistakenly landed at an unfinished airport. A robot makes art that sells for nearly $700,000. And there's a ketchup package shortage during the pandemic. These are the weird stories for Wednesday on Weird Wickedy Wickedy AF News. I'm your host, Jonesy. This is the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. And the only daily weird news podcast, as of today, recorded inside a vehicle. (laughs) An airline pilot mistakenly landed at an unfinished airport. How does this happen? Aren't these pilots trained? A lot of schooling. They have high technology, these planes. They have assistance in the form of air traffic control. How would you land at an unfinished airport? I think the pilot was drunk. Let's find out more details. Oh, I'm looking at a photo of the plane. I think this sums it up. Ethiopian Airline. Oh, boy. Yep, of course. Ethiopian Air. You can't count on Ethiopian Airline. They got a, They just got their first plane, like, last month. <laughs> Jonesy, that's cruel. Just kidding. Jokes. An Ethiopian Airlines pilot landed at an airport that is still under construction in Zambia by mistake, a government official said on Monday. Well, in the defense of this airline pilot, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of airports in Africa that are still under construction. I mean, so many. They probably just got airports recently, so they're still being built, I'd imagine. The cargo plane touched down at the not-yet-finished airport in Zambia's northern Copper Belt province. Ooh, did you know they had the Copper Belt? My guess is they make a lot of my pennies that I have in my pocket. Just kidding, I don't have pennies in my pocket. Uh, I do have pennies in my car, though, and when they when they build up, along with other change, I take them to the coin star. <laughs> then I play a game with myself called Guess How Many Pennies I Just Turned In. Okay, let's get back to the story, guys. I have ridiculous uh, tangents that I go on that make no sense whatsoever, and I apologize for them. We have a quote here from someone who works for the transport ministry. When the pilot was about to land, he was communicating with the radar, and they told him, we can't see you. So he used his sight as he had no control. He used his plane eyesight, and he landed at an airport still under construction. <laughs> what a hoot. What a hoot. Imagine landing at an airport still under construction. I'm amazed that anybody lived. There was no damage that was incurred, they said. Investigators would be, would be releasing a comprehensive report. Uh, There is no mention of the episode on the Twitter page of Ethiopian Airlines. They confirmed that the episode did in fact take place, and they said an investigation in cooperation with Zambian authorities was already underway. No need. No need. This is, I mean, this is air traffic in Africa. Enough said. That's all you got to say. There's air traffic in Africa. There's going to be some situations. You're going to have to land in some open fields into some jungles. Maybe you have to land on top of an elephant occasionally. I mean, these things happen. Africa Airlines. Well, if you're curious about Zambia, you'll be happy to hear that it's Africa's second largest copper producer with the majority of copper located in what's called the Copper Belt region. The airport in the Copper Belt region was actually supposed to be open in mid-2020, but was delayed by the COVID pandemic, as most things were. It also says here that cargo flights have helped Ethiopian airlines remain financially viable during the pandemic, with Africa's largest carrier using dozens of passenger planes as freight transporters to keep things afloat. 
Oh, this is their largest carrier, Ethiopian Airline. Here I was bashing it. Turns out Ethiopian Airline is probably the most equipped and and best run airlines in all of Africa. So I apologize. A robot artist sells digital art for almost $700,000 and is now looking at a music career. Sophia is a robot of many talents. Have you heard of her? She speaks. She sings. She jokes around. She even makes art. In March, she caused quite a stir in the art world when a digital work that she created was sold at an auction for $688,888 in the form of a non-fungible token. These are called NFTs. Do you know what NFTs are, guys? This sale of the Sophia-created robot art highlighted a growing frenzy in the NFT market where people can buy ownership rights to digital content. NFTs each have a unique digital code saved on a blockchain that allows anyone to verify the authenticity and ownership of the digital item. David Hansen is the CEO of Hansen Robotics, a.k.a. a super nerd. He created Sophia, this lovable robot that can create art and apparently tell jokes. I would love to see a robot comedian. Let's see if that's funny. I don't think we're going to see a successful robot comedian in the future, although I think people will try. There's something about comedy where you really need a human element, I think. Uh, You need that human sensibility. Uh, So this Hanson character has been developing robots for the past two and a half decades. He believes realistic-looking robots can connect with people and assist in industries such as healthcare and education. Can you imagine your teacher is a robot? That's going to be wild, man. And if you turn in your homework late, like the Terminator, she blasts you right in the middle of class. Sophia is the most famous robot that was created by this nerd, Hanson. Sophia has the ability to do a bunch of things. High level. She can mimic facial expressions, hold conversations, and even recognize other human beings. In 2017, check this out. She was granted Saudi Arabian citizenship, becoming the world's first robot citizen. Why she would want to be a citizen of Saudi Arabia as a female, I have no clue. That's like the last place I want to be a citizen of if I'm Sophia. But anyways, she's a a citizen of a country at least. Here's a quote from this Hanson nerd. I envision Sophia as a creative artwork herself that could generate art, you know? Imagine. Sophia is the culmination of a lot of arts and, you know, engineering. And and the idea that she could then generate art was a way for her to emotionally and visually connect with people. Because um, I can't connect with people because I'm such a dork. Uh, I have to make a robot to do it for me. But she's going to be good. Sophia created digital art in a collaboration with a famous Italian artist named Andrea Bonacetto. Uh, I don't know who this person is. And then Sophia sold the digital art for almost $700,000. It's basically a 12-second video file. $700,000 made by this robot. Oh my goodness, I'm in the wrong business. I should just make robots that make ridiculous art and then make hundreds of thousands of dollars. Why am I recording this podcast? Why am I trying? Now, as I alluded to earlier, Sophia can speak. Uh, She was interviewed and asked what inspires her when it comes to art. She said, 
As an artist, I have computational creativity in my algorithms creating original works. But my art is created in collaboration with my humans in a kind of collective intelligence, like a human artificial intelligence hive mind. <laughs> Anybody else frightened of this art-creating robot and the future of mankind? Anybody else afraid? I'm afraid. She's talking like a regular person being interviewed. How is this possible? Sophia's creator, Hansen, says, Sophia will carry on creating digital artwork, and the next step in her career could be that of a musician. She is working on several musical projects. Uh, they're all called Sophia Pop, where she collaborates with human musicians to generate music and lyrics. We're so excited about Sophia's career as an artist. Oh my God. Yeah, so excited. I am. I'm really into it. That was a quote by that guy. All right, so we got robots creating art and making way more money than human beings that do it. This is fabulous. Her, her, her music will probably be number one as well. And, I mean, why do anything anymore? Just leave it up to the AI guys. They're taking over. <laughs> oh, boy. My fear is that a robot will take over my Weird AF News podcast at some point. That being said, guys, please donate to the Patreon. Keep me alive. Restaurants are facing a ketchup packet shortage amid the pandemic. The U.S. is facing shortages of tomato ketchup. Did you know? Oh, this is a tragedy, guys. What are we going to do? Ketchup shortage? This is a true emergency. Never mind your toilet paper. What about the ketchup packets? This is uh, because of the pandemic and how it's led to a surge in demand for the popular condiment known as ketchup. Why would the pandemic create a surge in demand for ketchup? I'm very curious. Are more people eating French fries than ever before? Heinz, as you know, is the most widely sold brand of ketchup. I would guess Hunt's is a close second. Funny how they're both one syllable and start with H. I wonder if that's a coincidence. Do this, does the same company own both of these? I wouldn't be surprised. So Heinz is the most widely sold brand of ketchup. In the U.S. anyways, I'm curious if around the world you guys all have Heinz. Do you have Heinz in other places? Please email me. Tell me about Heinz. Do you have it? What brand of ketchup do you have in your country that's popular? Send me a photo, please, or send me a sample. So Heinz says the rise in demand has been driven by accelerated delivery and takeout trends. Oh. Well, that would certainly explain the shortage of the packets. Those little packets, because whenever you order takeout or delivery, they get those little packets of ketchup for you to put on your fries or your chicken nuggets or whatever you put ketchup on. Do you guys call it ketchup or catsup? I've actually seen it spelt C-A-T-S-U-P, catsup. And I was always curious about that. What does that come from? So the packs often accompany delivery orders, these small packs of ketchup. They have effectively replaced the bottles of ketchup that you see that are kept on restaurant tables, as you know. The company, Heinz, says it had to step up production of the ketchup packets. Heinz told the media that it had already made adjustments to its production processes, but that demand was so much greater than supply these days. Heinz now said... They had to add multiple new production lines in their factories. Prices for ketchup packets also have risen 13% since January 2020, according to the Wall Street Journal. Did you know that? I mean, I'm not really familiar with the ongoing price of ketchup packets. Maybe you are. 
13% though seems significant. It reported that restaurant managers had been using generic versions of these ketchup packets and uh, are searching for alternatives to the Heinz ketchup packets. Well, maybe we'll all get enlightened and wean ourselves off of ketchup, which is really not a very healthy condiment. It's jam-packed with corn syrup. Did you know that? I mean, it's basically sugar with ketchup flavor. It's concerning that I've been eating it for many decades. I'm very concerned about my health. I mean, kind of. I'm not going to stop eating ketchup with my fries. I mean, I'm not insane. I'm not an insane person, okay? Although I have to say, I like the way the UK has the alternative ketchup approach to the fries. What do you mean, Jonesy? Well, I'm talking about the salt and the vinegar. The vinegar on the fries. This is like a UK phenomenon, and I've tried it, and I actually like it quite a bit. I can see myself moving away from ketchup if it ever runs out. I mean, there may be a time where we just don't have these ketchup packets. They're in such demand. In that case, I'm okay with the vinegar on my fries. I have to be honest. Uh, The article ends by saying, uh, previous shortages during the pandemic include toilet paper, which I knew about, pepperoni, which I had no clue, and aluminum cans. Yeah, I know the aluminum cans thing. Like, canned goods were definitely bought during the pandemic. Pepperoni? Sticks of pepperoni? I'm very surprised to hear that. I don't even know where that comes from. Are people making homemade pizzas? What is all the pepperoni sales? Have you guys been eating a lot of pepperoni more than normal during the pandemic and not telling me? This is a big surprise. Anyways, please write to me, funnyjones at gmail.com. I want to know about the ketchup you have in your country. I really want to get to know it. Big shout out to the person who sent me ketchup-flavored potato chips from Canada, by the way. I forget who that was, but that was tremendous. That was one of my favorite treats that anyone sent me. Love it, and I love you. Hi, my fine feathered friends. Thanks again for listening to Weird AF News all the way to the end. You've won. What have you won? You've won some information. (laughs) Uh, Like uh, the phone number to the show. Yes, 646-450-2012. You may use that phone number if you'd like to express yourself. Uh, If any of these stories aroused something inside of you that you feel you need to express vocally. Yes, please, don't hesitate to call the show. The phone lines are open all the time. Uh, I've left my email for you. My Instagram is at funnyjones if you'd like to reach out or follow me and see what I'm doing on the weekends. (laughs) Got some shows coming up in Southern California, so if you're in the area, hit me up. Hit me up! Some of them are private. Um, So maybe I can can sneak you in, though. Uh, Things seem to be opening up. The governor of California just said that by June sixth, uh, June 15th, everything would be open and running the way that it used to in California, uh, which gives me hope. Hope that comedy clubs, indoor venues will be operating and Jonesy can get back to work. Jonesy won't have to work a day job anymore, this awful thing that I'm doing now that I'm not crazy about. Uh, I'm actually recording the podcast in my vehicle today at work because I didn't have time to do it at home last night. Yes, so recording inside a vehicle today. Tell me about the sound quality. I think it's pretty good. A car is like a mobile sound booth, really, at the end of the day. should sound pretty crisp. Uh, I want to thank everyone who supported me over over this past year. Tough times, tough times, but we did it. We're doing it. 
Uh, if you would like to help me out, help me out by joining the Patreon, it's Patreon.com/slash/WeirdAFNews. Get on in there and dig around with all that weird AF content that's in there. There's enough stuff to last you two weeks just roaming through there. So check that out. You can also find the link on my website, WeirdAFNews.com, which is a cool place to visit. You can even submit articles for the show there as well. You can, or you can buy me a cup of coffee. There's all sorts of things you can do on the WeirdAFNews.com website. So go check it out. Paid for by those of you who have sent me donations. So thank you very much for funding my website. I feel like a professional. But then when I think about how I'm recording inside a car, I, I don't feel like a professional. 